Hey sister friend, what has been going on here? Because it's time to increase. Hey sister friend, what has been going on in your world? Cause it's time to increase. Hey sis, hey bro, if this is your first time listening, I welcome you on today. Here we talk about what is sisterhood without womanhood because you need a sisterhood experience. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get right on into it. And this is the introduction, which is called Lotus Blue. So Lotus Blue is basically where I tell you a small glimpse of what's going on in my world. And if you like to tell me what's going on in your your world, we can talk about it too. So first things first, I have been doing some research. I have been gathering my thoughts, my peace, my my sanity, everything um, to get ready for not only finishing season two, but to start with season three and to get this book published, locked and loaded. So there's a lot going on, but I am have been able to like pace myself, which has caused me to step away from my podcast briefly. So I pop in every now and then, but that does not mean that I'm still not going to finish. <laughs> But um, life's been humble. Yeah, life's been humble. Humbling is what I'll say. Um, I don't want to say I've been going through a lot, but I will say that I have been probably in a season of waiting. And it's so hard to be in a season of waiting because... There's so many moves that you want to make and that you know you could just do it, but there's something that just says wait. Um, because if you're not careful, you can move way too fast, and the expectation of what you have is just it's not gonna be there at all. So, with that being said, it's very, very <laughs> tedious and waiting, especially doing the things that I would like to do. Um, and just overall brainstorming and coming up with a blueprint and making sure that once we start taking action, that that blueprint will be um, perfectly executed um, with all the humps and bumps all around it. So it's been one heck of a ride um, overall, just within learning how to wait, learning how to, or re, I want to say relearning how to humble yourself um, because sometimes I feel like we can get caught up in the ideal of I want this, I got to get it now, or I need this and I need it now that sometimes we don't, we're like not too, um, we're not careful about how we make decisions. It's kind of like a right now thing instead of do I really need this or do can I wait to get this so it's been it's been hard I'm not even gonna lie to you it's been hard it's been very frustrating but I have just learned to just be content within myself and to stay humble um because those who stay humble you know that's saying those who wait you know greater the blessing all that stuff so it so waiting season. That's what I like to say. And then two, um, I've just been 
in a really good place as far as um, being taken care of and all the stuff and catered to. Um, it has put me in this position um, to push myself to grow a little bit more than what I was expecting to do for the rest of this year. Because usually I'm like full throttle person. Like I like to, you know, I like to just go. I don't like to press on the brakes. I like to just put the foot to the metal, go full speed. But I have been able to slow down and to pace myself accordingly and to just know when to rest, know when I'm getting overwhelmed and know how to maneuver through life a little bit more. So life has been treating me good and bad, but that's life, right? With all the little speed bumps it has in between. So yeah, that's kind of what's been going on. Um, the book is publishing in December. I do not have a date yet because I am still working on a lot of things. That's like the, probably the best way I can explain it. I'm working on a lot of things at once, but it's it's coming okay i don't know where it's going to be at yet i'm trying to make sure i can make sure people have it in stores and um online um so i'm still trying to figure that out but most likely it will probably be online first and then we will maneuver in store probably at a later date so yeah just keep keep an open mind keep open mind <laughs> and then the last thing i would probably want to tell you guys is that i am coming to youtube so i have been thinking about it a lot and i was like well you know like i said you guys sometimes people can listen to podcasts like just within the audio, but sometimes people like to see that person visually. So, you know, I'm a visual person, so I usually like to watch a lot of YouTube videos and stuff like that. I rarely listen to audio podcasts or audio books um, because you see that you don't leave me alone my thoughts or <laughs> I'm going to see you with my thoughts, you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, I'm super excited about that. So I will close out the season, um, this season two, just not doing any videos. But then once season three comes up, we will be locked. We will be loaded to go ahead and start being on YouTube. I'm working on my intro right now and my outro. So super, super pumped about that um, because, yeah, who wouldn't want to, who doesn't want to be on YouTube who doesn't want to see me guys <laughs> but yeah I thought that was that was pretty dope okay so we're gonna move on to the next segment which is called vibes so vibes is typically your affirmations right so today I have for you is you are human you acted the best way you could and what you were capable of in that moment you have grown as a person you are grateful for increase in insight 
especially the opportunity to make a better choice from now on. You accept this about yourself. You allow yourself to be at peace with this. You forgive yourself. And I love this so much. I don't know why I'm so happy, but I love this so much because like self-forgiveness is something that is so, so, so powerful, right? Typically, like when we hurt ourselves or we put ourselves in these um, predicaments and situations and stuff like that, it's like we know better, but why didn't we do better? Or why we should just want like where I got into like usually we question ourselves after we get hurt and we hurt ourselves and typically what kind of like holds on or I guess still like lingers is really that guilt of having to overcome the hurt that we put ourselves through and something that I have personally learned is that I, one point, I have forgiven everybody else but myself. I didn't trust myself to do certain things, and I'm still in that same, I guess I want to say, um, awareness of that. Like, I'm, I'm really skeptical about how I am with myself. I don't trust myself to a certain extent with some things. But at the same time, I'm still learning myself. And since each um, version of myself um, kind of, you know, grows and it's going to take a a different version of myself to get certain places, I'm learning that I am going to have to trust myself to just fall sometimes. And it's hard to just fall and say to yourself, I got your back when you didn't have my back. (laughs) and I like this also because um I think a lot of times especially like nowadays everybody looks for perfection but everybody forgets what's real and I like how the very beginning of how it says you are human you forgive yourself like those two statements right there beginning and an end you're human, so forgive yourself. Because you're going to make mistakes time after time after time again. And, you know, typically, whether you personally want to accept it or not, you are going to hurt yourself. But it's how you maneuver after you hurt yourself. Are you going to continue putting up these walls, putting up these barriers? Or are you going to just, you know, be yourself and I feel like it's okay to fall but it's also okay to climb and sometimes you fall hard you know what I mean but at the same time sometimes you just know yourself sometimes you are so in tune to just going you'll know you'll get there one day and it's okay to get there one day even if it's not today So I would say that you have to have that patience with yourself and grace and mercy over yourself because, like I said, you're not perfect. I don't expect you to be. You shouldn't expect you to be because those are high expectations that sometimes we can't even meet. You know what I mean? So I'm going to read it again just so you know. (laughs) So it says, you are human. 
You acted the best way you was capable of in that moment. You have grown as a person. You are grateful for increased insight and opportunity to make a better choice from now on. You accept this about yourself. You allow yourself to be at peace with this. You forgive yourself. So that's a vibe. I hope that was a vibe for you. I know this is kind of like short, but, but we got a lot to talk about, okay? So we're going to go move to the next segment. So next segment is called Sister-ish. So Sister-ish is basically where we go in the media for a little bit. And we come in and we help our sister out within the media. So, I mean, that's just what it is. So today's story, I have two things. I have one topic and then I have a story. I'm going to give you the story first and then we're going to get into the topic, okay? So I don't know if you guys have heard, but Jeannie, Mai, and Yeezy, they are expecting a child together and the world is shook, okay? And this isn't, me personally, I don't think this is a bad thing. The reason why I want to tell you, talk about this story, guys, is because I don't know if you guys remember, I I watched The Real, so this is the only reason why I know, but I think after like some people left, I just stopped watching it, or maybe I just grew up, or whatever. I don't know what the case may be, but um, basically, before she was married, and her husband had wanted kids, and she was like, no, like I don't want kids. Um, type thing and it then they got divorced and he had got married I mean he got he had a girlfriend and then he got remarried not too long after they had got divorced and then they had two kids together so now Jeannie had got recently engaged like last year and had her wedding earlier this year and now she's pregnant so a lot of people are like what like you did you just say you didn't want kids but now you're having a kid so uh yeah so now you can kind of see like where like there's like a little bit of controversy of I guess what she said like a lot of people think she's contradicting herself all this stuff yada 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 but I wanted to talk about this story because I feel like that, you know, of course, like you can change your mind, right? About whether you want to have kids or whether you don't want to have kids. I know some people that are just like, you know, kids are no for me. Like, no, it's not happening. You know, it's like a definite no. Like they don't want kids. That doesn't mean that they despise kids. It just means that for them, their self, you know, they just don't want to have kids. It's a lot to manage and they just don't feel like they are either equipped enough to to manage that or personally they just want to just live for them. You know what I mean? Like they don't they don't want to go through that all that. Um and it's very interesting because oh I don't think a lot of people are focused on the fact that Yeezy already has um three kids of his own so when she got married to him you know she had to step in um I like to call them bonus moms because I don't really like 
the word stepmom or stepdad, but she came in as a bonus mom. And, you know, I mean, if you're marrying somebody who already has kids, you're, you don't really have a choice but to be a mom. You know what I mean? Like you can't really pick and choose. Hey, today I'm going to be a mom. Today I'm not going to be a mom. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it doesn't work like that at all. So how she basically came out to the world, she posted their maternity shoot. And I would suggest you go look at it because one, I love fashion and that dress is bomb. I love a good royal blue. But um, yeah, it showed her, her her belly and it showed her a little bump and it was him kissing her stomach. And it was really cute. So this kind of like, I guess, sparked up a lot of controversy because she just said she didn't want kids. But... I guess what I'm concerned about is, because I'm not a celebrity, nor do I know her personally, but what I'm thinking, or what I'm just honestly overall just viewing is that maybe she just didn't want to have kids in that moment or with that person. I feel like that can happen too. I feel like either or. And now that she is pregnant, um, you know, I'm happy that she's happy you know and I feel like that she's happy you know and she said that it was a struggle to get pregnant because mind you she's 43 so um I think what is the age thing I think it's 40 40 and up like you kind of start having like complications of trying to bear a child um just because a woman's body kind of like you know ages um and stuff like that but besides that there are other ways that it can be complicated for you not to, you know, bear a child, you know? So regardless of the point, she basically said that it was hard because of the fact of um, some medical issues. And then on top of that, um, just her age. So it was a lot going on. So to finally get this baby was something that she was just like, I'm super pumped. I'm super excited. Um, you know, type thing. So in response to Jenny and Yeezy, her ex-husband basically said, "Did it first of all, he didn't even say congratulations. <laughs> he said, um, you know, well, I, um, I basically upgraded from trash to treasure. And that was just his caption. I think it was on Twitter. And I was like, wow. Okay. So, you know, I mean, like there's, uh, I don't know what, what that was all about. I don't, I don't necessarily feel like uh, if he felt some type of way, I, can, I mean, I can understand why he felt some type of way, but at the same time, I feel like that, that's kind of pushing it. I mean, like, don't be, don't rain down on somebody else's parade because of the fact that they're happy. You know what I mean? Like, it just is what it is. But what do you guys think? Do you guys think that she was, she's wrong for being remarried and then, you know, now having a baby after she just said like she didn't want to have a baby? Or do you think she's just living her life? Like, what do you think? I want to know. I would love to know, actually. One, just because of the fact that I feel like that, like, a lot of the friends that I had said, oh, I do not want to be a mom. I do not want to be a mom. I do not want to be a mom. And then, you know, now they're a mom. And 
they are so happy and it is it's an exhausting job it's a 24 7 job it doesn't stop at all keeps going but every time that i see them with their child whether they're scolding them for something they did wrong or whether they're just hugging and loving on them it's like the nurturing aspect of that it's so much peace and it's so humbling of a mother's love and I just love it. I love that they are able to love somebody so much and to be at peace with it. You know what I mean? And, you know, sometimes life happens. You know what I mean? Sometimes people plan their pregnancy. Some people, you know, things just happen and it's an unexpected pregnancy. But nevertheless, I feel like that regardless if if you want to have a child that and that's your decision of who you want to have a child with i mean why not you have to carry that baby for 9 months and then on top of that like that has like that's that that's your person that you had a child with you can't just block them out you know what i mean like it's not like for in different circumstances you can but like that person is the parent of that child too you know what i mean so it's different circumstances is something that I will say. And I will also say that at the same time, I have honestly just realized and kind of come to the fact that like when, as I'm observing motherhood, um, cause I haven't experienced it yet cause I'm not a mom, but something that I've kind of noticed is that when, um, one of my friends were pregnant or when they found out that they were pregnant, it was so emotional. One, some were planned, some were not planned. So some were like, yay. Some were like, uh, I do not know what to do. I'm freaking out. <laughs> and I don't know if I should have this, you know, how should I, if I should have this baby or not, am I going to be a great mom? Am I, there's so many questions that go through your head and you're so overwhelmed with emotions that you just don't know. There's no guide of how to be um, this this grandmom or this fantastic parent. Like there's, you could be the best parent in the world to you, but to your child, it's like no, they're you're not. You're not. You're not the best parent in the world. I'm sorry to bust your bubble, and I feel like there's a lot of sacrifice that comes with being a parent, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of sacrifices towards money and bills not being paid, um, just to potentially take care of your children. And I don't want to say I've heard it all because I have not, but um, the motherhood experience is something that I feel like that most women have experience either with siblings or with like nieces and nephews you know what I mean so to be a mom is I don't want to say it's a lot but I I will say that it's a lot of work being a parent is just a lot of work in general so I'm not bashing the dads at all because it's a lot um just in general to just you know, make sure you're there and accessible 24-7, you know what I mean, to your child. So as I've observed motherhood from the outside, I've seen them cry. You know, I've seen them be tired. I've seen them be happy even when their child is just, you know, peacefully sleeping or 
just just being happy and the laughter like there's so much peace that comes with having a child despite you know teaching them these hardcore lessons and giving them this tough love like there's so much that comes out of it and um I don't necessarily feel like she was wrong in this situation because she kind of was already a mom before she had this baby so you know and there are I don't know there's so many ways to go about this but I just feel like that at the end of the day like when you are with somebody and when you are full of love peace happiness joy and all your heart truly 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 desires it's going to overflow somehow you know what i mean and i don't feel like you should in a way restrict love you know what i mean so yeah anyway let me know how you feel about it and we can most definitely talk about it so now bring me on to my topic because i have a question how do you I guess, how do I want to say this? How do you unlearn, yeah, there we go. How do you unlearn toxic behaviors from a toxic relationship? This has been probably one of the number one questions that I have seen throughout this entire year. So I don't know if we all kind of went through a toxic relationship during the same time or what but i've seen this really in the media and i just want to talk about it can we talk about it can we talk about it (laughs) okay so this is sister ish so sister ish is typically where i find a story or i bring a topic to this segment and we just talk about it we break it down um i want to be mindful that everybody has their own opinion and i will respect your opinion as I feel like you should respect mine. You know what I mean? I think this is a safe space. This is a safe place. So I'm a little bit confused about what I want to do as far as my approach within this topic, as well as my approach within the story, because they're two good things. They're two good things. And um, then we'll probably dive deep into it later. But I think I'm going to do the topic first. And then we'll probably get into the story. So, um, you know, typically when you have been in a relationship, right? There, or well, in a toxic relationship, I'll say that, or whatever the case may be. Typically, when you go through relationships in general and you come out of one, you know, some people they just end up going to the next one. Some people take that time to heal um, the reason, I guess, why they're hurt. And, you know, just overall accept that opportunity for growth and for personal healing. You know what I mean? Um, Sometimes, you know, you can rekindle with their ex and sometimes you just, hey, gotta let them go. But I have came to the conclusion, um, just viewing like both sides, is that 
I wonder why it's so hard for us as women to let go of something that we knew was bad for us. And then to, um, why is it so hard to accept something new after we are ready to move on? So I will let you think about it. You can feel free to DM me on Facebook or Instagram, my sister increase. But I feel like me personally, that when I got out of, anytime I get out of a relationship, I usually take that time to heal first before, um, before I just jump into something. And that's because of the fact that hurt people hurt people. And I feel like we've all heard that saying before, but it's very much true. And if you're not careful, you can be in something um, that was probably like a duplicate of what you are already in because you're not fully aware yet of your surroundings and of your environment and really of yourself. So to just, to me, to just jump into something like it's, it's like, why would I jump into something when I just got out of something? You know what I mean? So I would rather take that time to heal, to digress, um, and to just heal myself internally so I can love somebody else externally. Because maybe the same expectations that I have of this person that I was just with, lastly, I can easily bring that into the next. You know what I mean? And you don't want to do that or you shouldn't do that because of the fact that if you're going to expect something new and expect a new beginning with somebody, you have to take those personal expectations of what somebody else did to you. Mind you, um, I feel like that we as long well, we we are so protective and defensive of our heart. But the moment somebody allows us to be vulnerable, that's when we're able to show them that here I am too. <laughs> And I, I'm able to be safe and I'm able to be comfortable. And I know overall that that's what we want to men. But I don't think they understand that's what we need. This is not um, a tug of war. Because if you can make me feel safe, then you make me feel secure. So one of the things that I said, um, I think it was in season one, was that sometimes you have to be insecure to be unsecured. Once you're not secured and you're just unsecured, you're not securing anything. There's nothing there. But if you can secure me, then you got me because now I got you. You know what I mean? And I feel like that as I'm getting older, and I really I really say that a lot, like I'm like that old, but as I am learning age, the wisdom behind the age comes with so many things. It comes with experience. It comes with, you know, conversation. It comes with society. It comes with a lot of changes, frequent changes at that, because society has this thing of that you have to go through so many stages throughout life within your relationship by the time you can actually experience it and actually bond with that person it's too late so 
And I say that because typically nowadays, especially from my generation, it's let's talk, go through the talking stage. I like you, I like you too. All right, let's claim each other's boyfriend, girlfriend. Let's have a baby. Let's get married. And then let's move in together. And sometimes let's get a divorce. Like that's how fast it moves. Like these, this can happen within a year. This can happen within two years. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that that's just how fast it is. Like it, it just, it just moves constantly. And I know some people that have experienced that and was like, dang, like I wish I would have waited because I didn't know that person well enough to say, hey, I know how to handle this. And honestly, you're going to be put in different situations where you don't know how to handle your spouse. Because as they go through changes, you're going to have to go through changes with them of learning them possibly all over again, or just learning them in general. Something about relationships is when that you are coming together, you're trying to unify each other. You have to remember that they're their own person too. It's not always like about me me and him, me and her. You know, it's that thing like, and that's kind of one thing I learned within my last relationship is that he was so content within me and what I was doing. I had to pause what I was doing for myself individually to come and figure out what we were doing together because there was no motive behind anything. It was just we were in a relationship. It was like, uh, uh. and let me tell you something. Two things I don't like. I don't like to waste my time and I don't like to waste my money, okay? I was doing both. (laughs) So you can only imagine how that made me feel um, because there was so much going on within us. I had to stop doing and stop focusing on me and go and handle this. So that was a lesson learned, you know what I mean? And I feel like that now there is room for um, opportunity to welcome something new. But if I'm not careful, I will treat the next person the way I treated my ex because my ex treated me that way. And sometimes when um, you're a little, you're too scared or you're nervous or um, you feel triggered and you don't really know your triggers, you can, you can do that. And I feel like that um, you can heal after you go through a bad relationship, right? But once you get into something new, you're like, oh, uh, uh, like, hold up, pump the brakes, because why are you here? <laughs> why are you treating me good? You know, you're not supposed to, you know, and it's like, it's like, why did we do that? Like, I don't understand. I mean, I understand it because like, we're not used to it, you know, because probably what our last taught us was too high of an expectation to just succeed within it, you know what I mean? But like now it's so common and so clear that when somebody comes in and says, 
I'm going to treat you right. And you're a little bit skeptical of it. You're like, mm, you're a little sus. Like, what do you want from me? Like, it's completely different because you're trying to embrace something new, but you're also fighting what hurts you. And it's hard. It's hard to step into that. It's hard to let yourself go without feeling that there's something else behind it. And one thing I will tell you is that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be scared of something new. It's okay to be scared that somebody finally treats you for your worth. And I say that because sometimes it's hard to break that illusion within our mind that that person wants something from me instead of that person wants me there's two different things sometimes people aren't just coming to steal kill and destroy some people are sometimes some people are just coming to love heal and expand so needless to say I kind of found this, I don't want to say story, but I kind of looked at this video and it was Tabitha Brown and her husband. You guys should go check it out. I think it was called, I don't know, I think it was just like an interview or whatever. And she was basically just telling me, they were explaining how it was so hard for her husband <laughs> to accept affection. And I thought, wow. <laughs> you need to preach this to everybody <laughs> because for men it, it's so uh it's so hard for them to be affectionate like <laughs> it's so hard but in the interview she said that I didn't know how to love him and I couldn't force myself to love him either I just had to gently show him how to be loved and I feel that so strongly, especially for women, because we, let me tell you, us, what we do, once we like somebody, we're like, all right, like you, not going to text you because you need to text me first. And um, should I pay for this? No, I think you should pay for it. Like, like the amount of overthinking that we have within our minds is hilarious because we're so skeptical about the details, but we're not focused on the message that's a good word okay so let me continue before i start <laughs> diving too deep but she basically when she said that she basically said that she couldn't expose him to her love first she had to gently show him her love and then as she was doing that, you know, she, you know, she's a hugger. She would come up and hug him and he was like, no, like, like, get away from me type thing. Because that was uncomfortable for him, obviously. But then once he got used to it, uh, she, he tried to go up and like, you know, be up on her and hug her and stuff like that and she was like uh-uh like get off me type thing because she had go she had got so used to him 
doing like basically rejecting her in that way that she accommodated her love for him that she couldn't accept what he was trying to give her back like does that make sense i hope that makes sense i'll break it down a different way she tried to love him one way and then as soon as he tried to love her the same way she was already loving him originally she couldn't accept it and it took so much time to learn how to be accepted to that love all over again because she thought that she had to accommodate her love for him because she did and that's honestly another sacrifice another compromise that us as women do which isn't a bad thing when she said that i needed to be careful about exposing my love to him i felt that so deeply because sometimes when you move too fast, I don't want to say you can scare them off, but it can be overwhelming. Some men are affectionate, some men are But you also have to know the difference between a boy and a man. They are two different things. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> they are two completely different things. And I think that as you, you're able to just know your worth, you're able to just know yourself and how somebody will approach you and how somebody will talk to you. Just go with it. Just go with the flow. Just vibe. Just cruise. Because as you learn each other, you will be able to identify the love that somebody needs, the love that somebody wants, and the love that somebody expects. Like, does that make sense? There is so many fish out here in the sea. No matter how dried up this ocean is getting, I'm telling you, there is so many fish out here in the sea. And I don't want you to feel like that you have to devalue yourself based off of your own awareness and who you think is the one. When... I've heard it several times before. Some people know when that person is the one. Some people don't. Some people fight it. They fight it because why is this person treating me so good? Why do I feel the way I'm feeling with this person? He, she, he or she must want something from me. Why are you treating me like my worth? And when I tell you that... It's a hard question to answer, but it's such a woman thing, such a man thing too, because y'all know they always be like, I don't got no heart, my my heart cold, all that good stuff. But the moment that you start nurturing them, the moment that you start to express how you feel towards him, the moment you just say, hey, I was thinking about you today, that soft spot (laughs) For men, (laughs) it starts to become exposed. It starts to be drawn within the both of you. It doesn't matter who does it first. It just, as long as you're able to show somebody who they are, how special they are, just the whole nine yards, 
it really goes a long, long, long way. So that's kind of what I want to talk about. And then, honestly, my actual story is the whole general. So this is the next segment called Dear Sis. Dear Sis is basically the outro and this is just something I'm going to leave you with for today's episode. And something that I will tell you is that love is unconditional. Love is unconditional within its natural state. It's not forceful and it does most definitely come in many different shapes and forms because everybody is going to love differently. But something I'll also say is that you know, I really hope that we all find someone that is so deserving of us, that doesn't take advantage of us, but actually embraces our presence just like we embrace theirs. So I'm hoping that as time moves on and as we grow and as I grow, that we just find that love that everybody sees and the movies sees on the internet but instead of comparing it we actually have it so remember to be you remember to be real and i will see you guys next time love yourself always peace